Remedy Coffee, is it the best in Knoxville? A lifelong question. Some call it existential. Some don't know. I know. It is the best. It's always been the best. What are you people talking about? It's the best coffee shop in Knoxville. It's located on Tyson Street, north of downtown. You got to go check it out. It's a wonderful place with wonderful coffee and wonderful baristas. I think that's how they say it. I'm not sure. But they make great coffee. They make great scones and stuff like that. Go get it. Remedy Coffee, North Knoxville. Wikipedia Club is back again somehow. Mm, We're definitely not recording these in the same night. It's not something any podcaster ever does. It's not something that I'm trying to do while eating lasagna. So we're we're coming back for another. (coughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We're coming back for another one because we we like covering music a lot because it's our favorite subject. But we also like other areas of pop culture, too, which is why this is a pop culture podcast, not just music. I just thought this was a nonsense podcast, so that's news to me. Yes, I'm sure it certainly is. But at large, this is a pop culture podcast, which is why I wanted to talk to you about the state of movies. Boo. And I had figured for a long time my take, which is not a popular one, obviously, is that movies have not been good. For a while now. In uh, general. I'm not, I'm not saying every single movie ever over the last 20 movie, years is bad. I don't know if movies have ever been good. On the whole. On the whole. I mean, they, they have. I mean, so well, that's a good way to seek into this. I think there's obviously significantly different periods of ebb and flow when it comes to creativity, innovation, mm-hmm. interesting ideas or thoughts. Mm-hmm. So... I want to hear your idea on that. Like, what what would you consider the greatest period? Just to start off. That's that's tough because you have to define the greatest period. Because everything that you can do in movies is better now than it was in the 30s and in the 40s. But if you go back, even if you just like look up some random movies that were made in the 20s and 30s on Rotten Tomatoes, they're all going to have high scores because everybody's like, oh, well, movies were first invented then. So, of course, like... Look at what they're doing with the technology. But what if the ideas were better? And we've run out of ideas. Yeah. So, I don't think that we've run out of ideas. I just... I think that what we've done is taken a very specific art form and tried to package it for mass consumption. Right. And that that leads into my point, which is that why I think movies suck now is to bring a great quote from the 90s. It's about the money. That's all it's about is... All the producers, all the writers, all these people involved, maybe not the writers, but you know the people who have interest in it, mm-hmm. all they care about is how much profit can we make? What's the biggest amount of money we can make off this production? And so I want uh, the business term I like is MVP or most or minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. So like the least amount of work you can do for the most gain. I would I would agree on some set. Like it's the same thing. It's the same problem you experience with music. Whereas music that's on the radio, pop music and stuff is terrible. 
because it's this formulaic approach to art for mass consumption. It's the reason that all Marvel movies should be coming out of my butthole because that's how good they are. I'm sorry, but like it's they're so bad. And they're the same freaking movie over and over again. The, the way that every pop song is the same pop song over and over and over again. It's the exact same thing. And it's because you're taking an art form and trying to market it to mass, consu- mass consumers. And so by doing that, you cheapen a lot of the values that you get. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to play to the audience. And the audience is always going to be the lowest common denominator. So it's right. going to be an idiot. And so that that brings a curiosity for me. Um, when you look at the Oscar nominations from the past year, so we use, I believe there are nine Best Picture nominees, unless I'm remembering wrong. Uh, and neither of Way us watched many. it. Yeah, neither of us watched it, obviously, because we think yeah, it's Yeah, because Oscars are for chumps. So, but I believe, unless I'm remembering wrong, only one movie made over $50 million, and that was Get Out. So the... the, the Which th- I, I agree with that being a Best Picture nom, because I do think it was very good. It was... It, I didn't see a ton of movies from 2016, but it was probably one of the 10 best or so. 17. 2017. Same thing. They both sucked. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the the larger point is there's a very clear and stark divide between what the general public likes and what the people who vote for the Academy Awards like. And it's wider than ever. Why I, is that? I don't, I don't think it's... I think this year it narrowed. How so? I just I think that I think that the general public is trying really hard to be cool, and I think they're trying to catch up to the academy because there's like when Birdman won, uh, I remember walking out of the theater and thinking that panders to the academy in the most obvious way. Like I really enjoyed that movie. I actually really like that movie, but I do think it's pan- I think it panders, and so um, it's just. It's one of those where that I think that the year that that won was the year that everybody realized like oh I I I don't like this movie you know I got to be cool and everybody who I know that's cool and hipster and all this stuff likes Birdman so I've got to figure out how to do this and so they've overcompensated and so this year a very mediocre movie in Shape of Water Grinding Nemo yeah slash Grinding Nemo. <laughs> Was up there, and I like it. In my opinion, should not have even been nominated. It was from the moment it opened, like the opening credits rolled, and it was there, and I was watching it. It was the most predictable movie that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, and I I would actually disagree that the gap is narrowed. It's probably about the same, and I could you could even make the argument it got starker in year one of Donald Trump. That. because, so, I mean, we both grew up in small southern rural towns, yep. relatively rural at least. Um, mm-hmm. what, so, like, when, when I think of the nominees, I'm thinking, like, I can't name more than a few people I know from my hometown who would have even thought to go see Shape of Water. I mean, pr- people probably went to see Three Billboards because it's the most American-looking of the movies. Like, it looks the most like yeah, like a normal was, American And town. it was filmed near here. It was filmed in North Carolina. Yeah. And so, like, you could make the argument, like, people would want to go see that uh, because it actually hits on some interesting themes for middle-class Americans. And then when they go, they're going to be, like, ripped apart because they're, it's not going to be the traditional experience of what they're expecting. Yeah, but that, that kind of leads into 
the the rest of it for me is the the movies that do exist right now. And so with the blockbusters, you have one problem, which is that it's the minimum viable product to sell to the most people. It mm. requires the least amount of thought imaginable. None of the movies have interesting dialogue. They don't really have interesting characters. They're pretty because every movie's pretty now. Everybody has the money to make mm. a movie look pretty. This is, in my opinion, this is all the fault of Michael Bay because he is... What if, what if you could trace it back to Steven Spielberg instead? I think so. Listen, be, because but the, th- the no, thing I'm is, get I like, fired up right now. Steven I like Spielberg, Spielberg sucks. I like Spielberg a lot. No, he sucks. But I think he's been in like an increasingly downward slide since like the eighties on. Because he he found out he, a he way makes to he get makes innovate. about one good movie a decade. At this okay. point, I can agree with that because I really enjoyed um, Bridge of Spies. Okay, the Cold. I was like Cold War movie. Okay, Bridge of Spies. Really enjoyed that movie. Um, it was great, and I think it was elevated a little bit because he got Tom Hanks. But I think that Sp- Steven Spielberg has been trash for the better part of 20 years. And okay. I don't mean, like, just not good. I mean, like absolutely openly bad. bad. See, I, mean I, I wouldn't terrible. go that far. I think, he's, I think he himself has run out of ideas. But, I, I mean, like, I personally really like Minority Report. Mm. That would be like the last really great movie I think he's done. But I, like I would say, like War Horse was fine. But he, what he's, is fine. What he, the one thing that he's consistently done is he's picked good leads. Yes, is he's like it's like Lincoln. Did not like that movie whatsoever. I thought it was a snooze fest. But Daniel Day Lincoln was insane. Yeah, he was it is incredible. Daniel Day Lincoln to me. Like, but if he hadn't picked Daniel Day Lincoln, that movie Lewis. is an it's, absolute it's Lewis. son of a bitch. Um, Dan, if he hadn't picked Daniel Day Lewis. Who is Daniel Lincoln? Oh my God, Daniel Lincoln's the kicker. <laughs> if he yeah, hadn't start him, yeah. If he had not picked Daniel Day Lewis, that movie would be trash. Like that movie would be bad, and yeah, like, it's got some of my favorite actors in it, but it would be bad. Like imagine some chump like Robert Downey Jr. in it, and I like Robert Downey Jr. But like imagine him in that lead role. It'd be terrible. It would not be good. It would absolutely be terrible. So he's done a good job in like Bridge of Spies, elevated by Tom Hanks. Yeah. The Post, elevated by nothing because that movie is absolutely atrocious and is pandering to the utmost degree and should never be watched by anybody. Sorry. See, I'm still mad that that take didn't work out for me because I said, as soon as I found out what it was in November, I started texting you and a couple other people that care about this stuff that The Post would win Best Picture because it's the perfect year to battle back against fake news or whatever. No, but they got the Oscars. But it didn't got, work. The Oscars got so much flack last year for the Moonlight thing. Yeah. Because that was the ultimate pandering where I think Moonlight was aggressively mediocre. Hmm. I think I like, that it is elevated from the I like subject it a lot matter. more than La La Land, personally. Yeah, La La Land sucked. Like, that movie sucks. Um, it's it, That's the one that all your little white friends say, but it's a musical. And you're like, yeah, but it sucks. Yeah, y'all should go watch Singing in the Rain. Yeah, but it, like, but it sucks. But it's a musical. Okay, but have you heard Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling sing? Yeah, because... listen to Ryan Gosling sing. Okay, anyway, back. Um, no, I want to talk yeah. about La La Land because that movie pisses me off. So, so La La Land was a giant favorite at the previous Academy Awards, and it hit on a lot of things the Academy has liked over the last few years. Uh, number one, white people. Number two, sort of eccentric ideals or whatever. That, it's like the freaking artist when that one. Like when you look at it, aren't really eccentric. And three, so three, the idea is like it's unconventional in theory mm-hmm. because it's a musical. And then 2016, 
Um, it's not that unconventional. Like they don't go full full musical. Like I mean, it's musical in the sense that say Tim Burton's uh, Corpse Bride is musical. I I like that movie. Yeah, but you remember how like about a third or so of that movie is songs? Yeah. Like that's all, and about a third of it are songs. It's not like Singing in the Rain is about half, but it's not as bad as uh, Les Mis, which I think is the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. I would say it's very bad, but yes. Um, but anyway, it, it hit on all those, and they went against it with Moonlight, which is a movie I like, but is still a little pandery. Moon, Moonlight panders because the Academy was trying to overcorrect from the Birdman fiasco. Um, and so, so let's define pandering for the Academy first. What to you represents that? Trying to be as progressive as possible at the sake of art. Okay. So Moonlight, and this is not to be offensive... But Moonlight was a movie about a black gay man. And so that panders to two of their categories, which is non-white and non-straight. I do think they try to appear as woke as possible to uh, to alleviate the newfound burdens of their largely white voter base. And it's like, but just like, let's forget about this and actually choose good movies because there are dope was one of the best movies that i've seen in the last three or four years and that movie got nothing it got absolutely nothing and that's about and and that is about black kids and it's about like they're like i mean it's about young black kids and so it's even more relevant because there's a lot of issues that they face right now Mm -hmm. and so that movie would have been a legitimately great movie to pick for something like this. And I still think Moonlight was good. There are parts in that where I was absolutely just like I erupted. I wanted to cry so much in that movie like mm-hmm. at certain points. But I think that it was just trying a little bit too hard as far as like we're going to cover all. It's it's the same thing that I think with Boyhood when that movie came out with uh, Linklater. Yeah. Was that movie was good but you're trying so hard that at the like to a point where I'm kind of bored with some of this. It's like, it's been so long and we've covered so many things that I am like actually like, I'm not, I'm bored and I'm also just kind of exhausted. So now that more people are seeing independent cinema than ever. Yep. And what we call independent cinema is like, so here we call Good it, movies. whatever, we call it downtown West here, but think of the art theater in your city if you don't live in Knoxville. Think of the place that shows like all the movies from... Like when you see the trailers, you see A24 or Focus Features, like all those movies end up at Downtown West. A24 is the best. All those movies end up at Downtown West. So we're going to call them Downtown West movies. Mm -hmm. But here's my problem with a lot of Downtown West movies. They're a mile wide and an inch deep. They they have a lot of subjects they want to touch on and they have a lot of unconventional ideas they want to attack, but they do not have the depth or ideas to process them intelligently or in an interesting fashion. And my point for this, actually, is La La Land, which... Boo. Yes. Um, La La Land, if you watch that, is a lot closer to fascism than you want to think. <laughs> Wait, what? That yes. is not where I expected this to go. Uh, the, like, I hate, I hate the idea of that movie that you can't good, create good art without massive suffering, which mm. is the same idea from Whiplash. And which is literally, whiplash. which is literally a fascist ideal. I still like whiplash, um, but my my issue with that is they're they're trying a lot of these unconventional themes ideas, and that's good, but it's frustrating because 
they try and go so unconventional that they miss the point entirely. Like they're like in nearly every indie movie I've seen in the last 10 years with like a killing scene or with, you know, some sort of potentially gruesome or harmful scene, they cut away at the last second because it's artistic and you don't have to see that. No. Show it. Like like you should you should embrace the nastiness of something in a movie like that. I do I I agree, but also I think there is something to be said about expecting intelligence from viewers. Because I think that the reason that art is so dumbed down is because we don't like is because we don't expect anything from viewers. This is why you and I disagree about this. Why I think Annihilation is great is because it it requires like it's a thought process. It is I just saw a piece of art and I'm going to think about this and discuss this for a while. I don't really understand what's going on, but I'm going to talk about it. And it's the same thing I think that uh, Terrence Malick does with The Tree of Life, where it's like, I don't think that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. I think he's trying a little bit too hard. But I do think that the fact that it is just such a thought process to, once you see, once you see that movie, to process it. That mm-hmm. was kind of redundant, but I don't care. <laughs> um, that once you see that, you're like, well, I'm going to talk about it because I don't understand it. But it's not that I don't understand it because it was bad. I don't understand it because there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so that's fair. Uh, I, I personally didn't like Annihilation because I thought it was extremely self-serious and impressed with itself. But uh, A little bit. Yeah, no, I the first 30 minutes of that Also, if I have to hear that guitar riff one more time in my life, I'm going to... No, that guitar My head is going to separate Screw from you. That guitar riff is great. Anyway, so we, we both have different ideas, but we come to the same conclusion... I think we both realize like American cinema is in trouble because it is catering. Ninety percent. I wouldn't have said this a month ago because I like to be hopeful, but the more I've thought about it, ninety percent of movies today are bad. I, I would even go further. I'd say at least ninety-five. And it, and it's not like it's not an issue of these people are trying to be bad. It's just that the the ideas they come up with aren't interesting. Like I I, I don't understand and. You can disagree, whatever. I don't understand why you'd go see a Jumanji movie in 2018. God, why would you? Why would you see anything with the Rock in it? You freaking piece of crap. Hey, the Rock was great in WWE. I still stand with the Rock. Okay, that's an actual like. Well, it's a sport. that is a sport. It's um, a, it's a game of skill. It's not a movie. It's a game of skill. But um, why would you see the freaking Tooth Fairy or whatever that freaking movie was? Well, uh, see, I I don't understand why you'd see Jumanji. I don't understand. Why you would see another Transformers movie, or you know any of the big summer blockbusters? I get the whole Marvel thing, and there's an actual really interesting point from Patton Oswalt of all people on a podcast I heard last year. I know, crazy, right? But about superhero movies, and I want you to hear this out. Um, he says that he had a conversation with somebody at a film festival long ago, and this guy is a painter, and he paints superheroes as being fat and bald and lazy. Mm-hmm. And Patton asked him why, and he said, this is how they should look. They should look like normal people. People attach themselves to superheroes when they feel hopeless, mm-hmm. when they don't feel like they can do it on their own and they need a ma- mythical or magical figure to pull them out of it. And that's why the superhero movie blossomed in the Obama era. Oh. And when I thought about that, it blew my mind. And I wonder if it's going to go further down the road like that in the Trump era. 
because I do I do think movies largely reflect at least the mainstream ones reflect at large the the president or like the leadership at the time and you could probably trace that back even to the Clinton era of like like a lot of the big Clinton era movies are very comfortable very self-satisfied nothing seems to be going wrong in them like like you know that's that's what people thought of course but yeah like when it's the Bush era it's a lot more paranoid the Obama era is like the superhero movies and I wonder what's going to happen in the Trump era with that regard yeah which that's actually interesting because the thing that we've done now is we've overreacted to the current political climate and we've made movies like the post where we're just gonna like be so obvious of what we're doing that we're gonna forsake all art yeah there is something to be said about a good piece of art being a protest because there is definitely a place for that yeah i agree so here, here's my question, because we discussed mainstream versus independent. How can you judge American cinema at large versus mainstream cinema alone? How do you, how do, you do that? Uh, American cinema is 90% of mainstream cinema. So I, I, don't think, I think it's a rounding error at that point. Yeah. I, again, that's, that's going to sound Cause, bad. Because I was about to say they're the same thing to but me. One of my, but one of my top three movies is... A separation which is a foreign film and it is absolutely like it breaks my heart some of the best movies that i've seen are foreign films but the reason they make it over here is because they are the best movies uh from from their yeah country. from their region and, and again and so, we're talking about american and to a lesser extent english cinema only like the those that, like english language cinema is what we predominantly focus on because we're white yeah, dudes. We're like yeah i i like it's it's it would be different if we studied French or Iranian or Asian cinema in depth, but because it's American, that's what we know best, and that's what we're qualified to talk on. Well, that and this is like at some point, like or this is the birthplace of cinema. Like this is where it started, and so we export our movies all across the world. Yeah, and that doesn't. It's not a reciprocal thing. And so there is something to be said about us being the birthplace of cinema. Yeah. There's also something to be said about people being too lazy to read subtitles and missing out on so much good stuff. Yeah. I want to have a subs versus dubs debate at some point in the future. Oh, subs, 100%. There's no debate. Dubs yeah, are I, terrible. I, I was a dubs person for a long time, and then I came around on no, subs. The only thing that I dub is like uh, Spirited Away. Ooh, yes, like, yes. The, like the anime movies and the um, that type of thing. The dub version of that is, that's one of the movies that I, like, got me into movies. It is yeah. insane. So, yeah. How I judge it, like, at large versus mainstream cinema is the same way I do music. Like, mm-hmm. when I when I think of music, I think of popular music. Like, that's what pop means. It doesn't mean it now, really, because, like, pop music is, like, Ariana Grande and stuff like that, which... It's evolved into its own genre. Yeah, it's its own genre now. It used to not be, like... So when you hear pop music, like 50 years ago, that was the Beatles. Yeah. Like the Beatles ruled the charts. And so and when I, so when I think popular music, I think, is this taking cultural hold? Is this affecting people? Do people care? And so for movies, that's like, is a movie that makes $3 million affecting nearly as many lives or people as one that makes $300 million? And unfortunately, it doesn't. Sure. It, it might affect the people who see it more on average than it does the ones who see the 300 million, but more people are seeing the $300 million movie. And but so that's because as a culture, we've progressively gotten less intelligent. 
fair. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with that given previous election results, but um, but also just the general state of being yeah. in the U.S. Like we assume nothing. Yes, and and so my my thing is when when it become when it's about the popular stuff, it's is that stuff good? Is it viable? Is it interesting? Is it changing the conversation or innovating in some way? And largely over at least the last, I would say, eight to nine years, it hasn't. Yep. Um, it pro- and so people, I, I love that uh, there's probably like 500 different drill tweets about people get mad at me online. Mm-hmm. But uh, people get mad at me when I say like movies aren't good and last year in movies weren't good. And it's the same thing in music that drives me nuts when people say every year in music is good. No, it's not. No, there are there's definitely a, bad years on the whole. Yeah, there's mass. There's a massive distinction on. I liked albums this year, and all of music was good this year. I don't think all of anything has been good for a while. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it was. Ever I think good. we're in a culture. I would say personally, we're in a cultural dry spell in terms of ideas and innovation. Hmm. I think that. What's what's funny Bio, is our, our yeah. oldest art for, to me our oldest art form is currently our best books. Oh, that's interesting. But on the whole, books are still probably bad, but they've become yeah. such a like deceased art form that only the really really good ones make it. And that, and see that's actually how music was in the sixties seventies and well really up to the eighties is you don't hear about the crappy bands from those eras. You only hear about the greats because that's what made it through. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we'll judge the 2000s and 2010s like that in the future, but given the streaming era and given the, the massive access to everything, and this yep. goes with movies as well, it's going to be a lot tougher to judge. And that's going to create yeah. a lot more confusion and a lot more, in my opinion, agreement on, wait, these weren't as good as we thought. Well, I, no, I agree because... Like, for instance, there's no reason The Doors should have ever been popular. That's one of my, like, the only bands that I like from that era. But there is no reason they should have been popular. They would not survive today. Like, it just, they didn't have any catchy songs. They had, like, there was no big joyous hook. Like, nothing. Mm -hmm. And so so here's a take I'm going to see into our final little bit. Uh, that I borrow from music because I think it applies mostly to movies as well, with a few exceptions. So, in my opinion, it's not as if most agreed-upon greats in past history hid behind the scenery and never cracked the mainstream. The vast majority of, like, the vast majority of people, like, everyone agrees upon being, like, great and excellent and brilliant. Like, they're all really well-known at the time they were existing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think of Prince, I think of Kanye, I even think of Taylor Swift, uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, whatever, and music with movies, Scorsese... Uh, Spielberg, early era, um, the Coens. You could even uh, see the only current director you could make an argument against this for, in my mind, is questionably Paul Thomas Anderson. And even he's had five. Oh, I love him. Even he's had five of his movies nominated for Oscars, which those are te- technically the premier award for movies. And yeah, everyone but watches them. People are too stupid to understand him. But four, four of his movies have cracked at least $40 million. Yeah. So, would you disagree with that? I mean, I see where you're coming at. I think it eliminates a lot of very important pieces at the time. Yeah, and and I'm not saying this applies to every... Like I said, a few exceptions of, like, true greats. Like, I'm saying, stand the test of time, uh, ineffable Mm -hmm. greats. 
I th- I do think that now over the last like 15, 20 years that we've taken names and exploited them. Yeah. Uh, like I think that Spielberg, I think I would have a very different opinion of him if he hadn't allowed himself to be whored out by Hollywood. Okay. Like I think that I would have a if he had just put his name to movies that he's directed, I think that I would be like, well, most of the like some of these I don't agree with, but at least what you've done for Hollywood, I can like appreciate. Yeah. But he has put his name as a executive producer to so many things where he's just hoard himself out where I'm just like this is meaningless. Everything that you've done is meaningless because you very clearly don't care. But you could make the same argument against say the Rolling Stones who more or less ceased being good after 1980, but everyone still agrees that they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Well, yeah, they're pretty good, but I'm pretty bored with them. Okay, that well, whatever. <laughs> uh, the the point being, like in my mind, like that doesn't shred what Spielberg did. That was great. I yeah. So so I but see, part of me takes the agreement or the argument that uh, this is going to sound really really stupid. Great, but, let's do it. This whole that Spielberg took advantage of certain like technologies and things that were available, but for the most part, the movies that he's famous for are pretty boring. E.T. is boring. Jaws is boring. Uh, go on. But like, all he did was take advantage of technology that was available. It's like Avatar. It's like James Cameron sucks. Avatar well, yeah, sucks. But that's different to me because I think Jaws is brilliant. Um, so bored with it. You must rewatch with Sean McGuire. Anyway, um. So, so, but I think we both agree, like, the vast majority of truly, like, through time remembered great people, like, were popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, people knew who Prince was, people knew who the Coens were in the 90s, and still today, like, yeah, uh, people, like, and believe me, the Coens are going to stand the test of time. Oh, no, the um, Coens are great. The Scorsese, people were rapturous over his movies, and Scorsese's phenomenal. Yeah, and apparently still are. Um, but anyway... If you could change one thing about the current movie system as it stands, what would it be? That's a very interesting question. Because personally, I would tell everyone I know to stop going to the movies. I don't think... I think that... At least, to... I, I, actually, I would just say stop going to the movies from May through August. No, see, I think that I think that movies... Going to the movies is one of the most magical experiences for me. And I would not change any of that. And I don't... Yeah. What I'm, I would, I'm saying you should stop going to see these awful blockbusters I think and stop giving them the thing them that I would change about the movies is I would like them to become more of an art form and less of a, let's get the stockholders an extra dollar. Right, but how, are they, how would they be motivated to do that unless they lost the money on the big movies? I, and see, I, see, I think this, that if they lo- lose money on the big movies, I think the small guys get cut. I think it's the small guys. That's probably get cut. the fear, but yeah, it's. I think that the big guys keep getting their money, and because they've realized that there's a formula to movies now. What they've what they've done over the last 30, 40 years is they've realized there's a formula to make money, and because of the short term nature of our financial markets and all these companies are public, is that they're going to try to maximize profit, and at because it's movies, it's at the sake of art. Yeah. Uh, art, you can't actively... Like, physical art, um, as far as, like, paintings and pictures and things, you can't actively uh, engage with on, mm-hmm. on a mass scale. Okay. It's like you can see a picture of it kind of online, but you don't really understand it. 
with movies, they're just they're so widely distributed that we've boiled down art for the consumption of math, of the masses. And I think that that has implications that are like so far reaching because we boil this art form down to a financial concept where it where it is we're going to pay you as little as possible um particularly the women yeah. and we're going to pay you very little and we're going to try to exploit you and make you do absurd things for the sake of art but then we're going to put this out for the masses and it's like none of this is actually art like you should believe in what you're doing and that's right. why i think places like a24 and any movies are excelling because nobody's concerned about money because they're not expecting to make money they right. they have this idea in their head and they have to get it out at all costs i mean i'd have to research to see if those companies have like shadow venture capitalists behind them which i'm sure they do people that movie industry kind of needs them to survive at this point especially the smaller ones but my, my thing is this is why i think movie pass is kind of brilliant because it's subversive in a weird way mm-hmm. it is willingly taking on losses and accepting what most people would believe to be a classically poor business model in order to do something that mm-hmm. benefits the general populace. Yeah, I think it is a brilliant idea in that way because not only are people more excited to go to movies, this probably gets this probably gets like like I'm I'm thinking of somebody. So I just saw Thoroughbreds, which I didn't like. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Screw you, Dick. But but I'm saying I saw Thoroughbreds, which I didn't like uh, last week. If I didn't have Movie Pass, I never would have seen Thoroughbreds. If I didn't have Movie Pass, I, I think never... Movie Pass is brilliant. It's Netflix, yeah. but for cinema. And if I didn't have Movie Pass, I probably never would have seen The Shape of Water. I probably would have been better off. You would have been better off because Shape of Water sucks. But I saw it, and that's the mm-hmm. point. Like for for I guess now seven ninety nine a month, right? They changed it. Yeah, I got. I mean, I got the promo pass because I bought bought a year. Yeah. But either way, like my my view is like anything that benefits Hollywood and these venture capitalists less is probably good on the whole. Like for yeah, people, you've got to you just really we're, have to we're leaving the part doing. where they sell all your info to a marketing company out of this. But, I don't care. Like, like I know, I, nobody's gonna like, do anything with my info that I'm not aware of. But I'm also like would like to believe that I'm in the top half of intelligence in the U.S. Like the fact that anybody cares that Facebook was selling your data blows my mind because I'm like. Listen up, idiot. You gave Facebook your personal information when you signed up for the account. Also, I knew that was going on for a really long time. Yeah, who didn't? Like, who that was halfway intelligent I'm tr- didn't I'm, I'm trying to delete Facebook anyway because it sucks, but... Well, see, but there, I, I'm a caveat where I should want to delete Facebook, but I actually appreciate it for, like, the ability that I have to keep up with friends who are halfway across the country. Like, right. halfway, like, I've got a really good friend in Kansas. I've got a really good friend in Oklahoma. I've got a really good friend in California. I would have no idea what was going on in their life if I didn't have Facebook. Okay, that's fair. That's but, the only reason I have, like, the only reason that it's even, like, remotely, like, plausible for me to have it. Yeah. But back to movies, like, that's what, that's why I think... Nah, F movies. Just kidding. Wait, we both think MoviePass is really good, mm-hmm. and hopefully, hopefully... I think it's bad for cinema. It probably is, but it's at the point where the, this this classic structure needed a shake-up so bad that it's worth a try. It's it, well, it, it also is shaking up where you're making it feasible for people to see multiple movies a month, yeah, on a budget, and you're taking money out of the hands of rich people. But you're also taking money out of the hands of rich people who have advocated for the poor for a long time, but at the same time being very hypocritical of who? what they're doing. <laughs> well, 
all of Hollywood, Which ones? all of Hollywood likes to believe. I should say, have on the front, like yes. all of Hollywood likes to believe that they're super. Jessica liberal. Chastain doesn't care about poor people. Yeah, no, they all like to believe and put up this facade that they're the most liberal people in the world. And so, but at the same time, you're also like, you work three months a year and you get thirty. Million I can't wait for the like, politics episode we do. Yeah. That'll be fun. It's so, going to be great because everybody's a hypocrite, myself included. So, last question: What are the good movies? What should people be seeing? Like, wh- wh- and I'm not saying like you don't have any specific movies that are out right now. Mm-hmm. What should people look for in a movie these days? So, in the same way that I believe movies are an art form, and that you should enjoy an artist because they are good, I believe you should enjoy a director because they are good. Okay. Yes. So I think Three, three Billboards was good because Mark McDonough is good. I think that David Fincher, who is my f- personal favorite, is phenomenal. Paul Thomas Anderson is another one we talked about. Like, I think that you should look at the movie and say, okay, like, here's a movie that's coming out. Who directed it? Or pay, if you're like, take it a step further, say, my direct, my favorite director is making this movie right now. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, there's always a place for first time directors. And I think that's where the critics come in. Yeah, I think the but, critics. But not, can, not only yeah. that, my my actual strategy with first time directors is if they have a history, I go and look at what have they written or like been a part of in the past. Yeah. And if those were movies were good, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I can get behind this. If they're bad, I'll be like, well, my expectations are lower. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get especially with movie pass now. I'll give most everything a shot. Yeah. But so for me personally, it's the director's thing. It's. When I have seen movies in the past of this, did it have good writing? And for me personally, as someone who I've already said, like I, mm-hmm. you know, try and capture as best I can the the sentiments of what I term my people or like people I grew up with, McMinnville. I, I look for movies that represent America to me, like because we're American, and I, you know, I hate to be jingoistic or nationalist mm-hmm. or whatever, but because uh, I yeah. don't think I am, but. Um, I like I look for movies that actually look like real America to me. Like not this stuff where it's some supposedly middle class guy, but oh wait, he lives in a six hundred thousand dollar house in Sacramento. I know that you pick Sacramento because you and I both have a vitriolic hatred for Ladybird. Um, yes. I, I, like I'm looking for I don't want to say relatable because that feels like a buzzfeed turn. I don't but, really even care about that. I yeah. like I, like I love sci-fi movies, like all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm fine being transported outside of my realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah I, I would say the same too. But so, beginning, go on. I don't, I, I don't expect to go to the movies and have it be realistic or have it be relatable. I expect it to be something that I couldn't do myself. I could okay. make Fast and Furious Twelve myself. Hey, that doesn't change the fact it's fun. <laughs> God, don't like. Anyway. We've been doing this for an hour. Let's not start this now. Please. Anyway, anyway um, so yeah, when, when we look for movies, we're looking for directors we like. We're looking for what. So for me, it's like, is this an idea I haven't either I haven't seen before, or this is a new twist on an idea, mm-hmm. or this just looks fun. This looks interesting. This looks entertaining. This looks like something that I won't regret going to the theater for. Like, it's that. It's simple. It's not mm-hmm. stuff like. Because personally, I know it's different for other people. I could have never convinced myself to go see Jumanji. I could have never convinced myself to go see yeah, Black Panther. I could have like no, because they suck. Like like, like I can't. I'm not going to convince myself. Movie for white people who have rich who are rich because of slavery. For that's Get Out. But I no, I, that's I said 2018. Oh, okay. Get Out okay, was 2017. Okay. Yeah. 
consecutive years. But yeah, like, and, I, Moonlight, like, and Moonlight was the year before that. I could never convince myself to go see the new Avengers movie. It's just like yeah, it's terrible. Like I'm not in need of some miraculous act. No, those I mean, movies, we all are. Those but. movies suck. <laughs> like they're just like they're the same. It's, that's why I it's say the same, it's, it's the same. It's plot, the same plot. It's the same thing idea. over and over and over and over and over again. You're not giving me anything new. When I first saw the first Iron Man movie, which I think was the first Marvel movie, like yeah, of the new like era, I was like, man, this movie's awesome. And then I saw Iron Man two, and I was like, hmm, it's the same movie. This is okay, but like. And I like because that because the technology advanced so much from Iron Man one to Iron Man two. I was like, oh, I like this better. Then I go back and I'm like, man, these movies are, are so bad. Like they they just yeah. don't age well because they're the same as everything else. But then you then you take other movies like, I mean, like what is it like last year Ghost Story or like something like that? That's uh, the one with uh, Casey Affleck in it, and he's the star. I don't even know. Unfortunately, know the director's name. Um, but you take these movies that actually are a thought process, and you're consuming something that is worthwhile. Yeah, it's like I've had meaningful discussions with Brian about that movie. I'm like, I don't. There are certain parts of it that I don't understand what happened, or like I've thought about this and I've interpreted it this way. And it's the same thing when you go and look at a painting at a gallery. It's like, oh, this me like, oh, this makes me feel like this. Oh, this makes me feel like this. I know nothing about like actual painted art. But I, I just know that when I go into something and I like it or I don't. And yeah. it's like, but the fact that I'm having that discussion already elevates it from when I'm at a hotel and I see a, like a picture of a field and I'm like, I don't even notice that it's there. That's how I feel about Marvel movies. So this picture of a field that I don't even notice. And I did just remember, I want to clarify, like we did actually see a good summer movie last year, Baby Driver. Oh, Baby Driver. But that's what? because it was uh, Edgar Wright, and he, that dude is insane. He's a, he's incredible. Is what, what's funny is like it's probably his least original idea. It's more or less like a run-of-the-mill heist movie filtered through a Spotify playlist. But it's no. still good. Like He pulls it off really well. It's There are so many things about that that are that are actually great. One, I have a hard time accepting John Hamm as a villain because he's just I thought John be, Hamm was really bad at it. I, I just, I can't get past him as Don also Draper. the sky for a song that ends it is horrific but see i think the, the rest of the movie is a delight yeah but that's the thing is like a good a in certain aspects a good director can take a an art form and say like i can't pinpoint why that movie is phenomenal because i think the soundtrack is an additive but i don't think that's exactly why it's phenomenal i can't pinpoint it but but edgar i can and i don't really care it's like, just fun like, yeah i i'm not i'm not, a, I'm not like, a director i don't i don't need to understand why that movie's good i just know that it's good the, la- the last thing i'll leave us on is whenever you see the trailers for these new blockbusters and these new marvel movies every single trailer minus like a couple lines is dark and the dark, the Batman Begins series really set the tone in that way. Uh, of, Christopher Nolan's phenomenal, but it's but it set a tone, a negative tone in that way of everything has to be really serious, and we've forgotten the point of the summer blockbuster, which is it's supposed to be fun, like summer is. Yeah, that's why uh, Baby summer, Driver was so summer, good. Summer's the most overrated season. In theory, let me. No, no, no. Summer is one of the most overrated seasons. Okay, you hipster cuck. No, it's so hot, and spring and fall are way better, and then winter is next because it has Christmas and I get free stuff. Anyway, the the point of Baby Driver anyway. is like to, to relish in what's supposed to be fun, and we'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I think that's an easy way to get back to it is, why don't we just make more fun movies in summer? 
no, this is where you and I are going to disagree. We shouldn't have started this because I don't think art should be fun. I think it should be art. Art can be fun. It can be fun. Kanye shouldn't fun. be fun. Kanye's fun. It can be fun, but you shouldn't necessarily make it because you think it's going to be fun. You should make it because you believe in it. We need to make a part two of this down the road. Ah, uh, yes, because I need to pee. Part two about summer blockbusters coming down the road. Thank you for listening to Wikipedia Club. We'll be back soon. <laughs>